0: Welcome to another episode of You Haven't Seen That The podcast where we watch films that my co-host missed in his childhood My name is Chris and I'm joined as always by my wonderful co-host Eric Hey everybody And joining us is uh, a good friend, a return guest Tom is with us Hello
1: Hey Tommy Hello And,
0: uh, And we brought you on because we
1: love your insight with these really mature films Yeah, yep, yes. Mm. So, Chris...
0: What what film did you do last season?
2: Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And And now um, I'm here... Because we're doing... For the boobs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. We're watching Paul Verhoeven's, dare I say, masterpiece, Showgirls. So, what are you going to Vegas for? Are you going to win?
3: I'm going to dance. From the creators of Basic Instinct, The Last Time. They took you to the edge. This time, they're taking you all the way. You got more natural talent when you dance than anybody I've ever seen.
2: If someone gets in your way, step on
3: them. It's not fair. It's not about fair. It's about power. You're a stripper. Don't you get it? I'm a dancer. The passion is real. They can fall in love with you. The desire is intense. You can't touch me, but I can touch you. I'd really love to touch you.
0: And the show is about to begin. Showgirls,
2: leave your inhibitions at the door. Masterpiece! Dare you say Yeah. Um.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, showgirls. So it's basically on there, really, because. Um, to my understanding it has some female toplessness in it, yeah. and um, a pretty certain young adult males
2: liked it because of that. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Don't paint us such a shallow picture, Eric. <laughs> this, this is actually a funny one because I actually think not a lot of people have rented it. Stolen it mm. <laughs> Tried to buy it Maybe been successful But a lot of people Haven't actually watched it They have only watched Portions of it when just they just fast young. forwarded yeah. yeah
0: Well I mean like I think the one of the reasons Like as Eric said Like this is a very Dare I say big film For People of our age who grew up, like, you know, kids of the 80s and, the, and you know, growing up in the 90s. Let's just be
1: more specific. More
0: boys. Oh, yeah. No, that's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In in the sense that it is just, like, top to bottom nudity and just, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a pre-internet world. In a pre-internet world as yeah. well. But then also... The, the weirdness of it being from the director of Robocop and Total Recall. Yeah, like a social commentary guy. Yeah. So it's like, when, I'm sure when I was a kid, I was just like, yeah, that's a good movie. Like, <laughs> but I think another reason is why we've put it in the list is it's going to be a fun one to watch. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to see Eric's reaction. Uh, but also it was huge on VHS. Like that was yeah. pro- possibly for the, the reasons we've already said but it actually went on to such a big success that, like, it like didn't do too well at the box office, which we'll get into later in the episode. Yep. But on VHS, it made $100 million. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it is still to this day considered one of MGM's top 20 best-selling films on wow. home video. okay. So that's kind of why yeah. I'm thinking. Like, it, it was a classic Sleepover, like you know, watch. Yeah, and movie.
1: we're we're keeping that tradition. Like we're just we're sort of upping the class slightly. We're all drinking very baseline craft beers, and yes. we've got um, Mike in the corner as well to watch it with us. Yeah, so this is this is like,
0: and on a bigger screen. Yeah, in a house that one of us owns. <laughs> it's like the, the way you're meant to watch showgirls, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Tom, Tom's <laughs> wife, Colleen's, going to come home. Like, and we're going to quickly have to try and change the channel, <laughs> just like when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Did uh, you Did you watch it in full when you were a kid? No. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. You, I, I mean, and I, you did, Chris. Yes, it did more yeah, than once. Probably, like, because yeah, you did with every film. Yeah, yeah. essentially. <laughs> like, and that's the thing. Like, I think because I was young and didn't know better, I was like, yeah, it's a fine movie. Um. Mm. But then now watching it as an adult, it's it's interesting. So that's a good segue into what are you expecting from this? Do you, what do you know about it, and no, what are you expecting? Demi Moore, is that right? No, that's, that's <laughs> <See>? similar. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: similar. It's right. yeah. I've, I've lumped it in the same mental category as a few other films.
2: Also,
3: I.
0: Striptease is a great movie if you want to see uh, Burt Reynolds in cowboy boots <laughs> lathered up in paint oh, oil. Oh
3: well, I do. You've never covered yourself with Vaseline.
0: You don't know what you're missing. I've got it all over. It's down in my boots. I can feel it squishing between my toes. Right. May he rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yes, I was going to say.
1: Um, no, I, 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 I'm assuming it's um, it's like Magic Mike, but classier. <laughs> Okay
0: <laughs> Okay And so
1: by no, that You're thinking I'm like, thinking more I'm wondering Maybe is it like A look into Show girls Plural So maybe you know We get the behind the scenes Of these These struggling dancer girls Or yep. maybe they're not Maybe they're just Really smart students And they're just making A bunch of cash on the side I don't know So
0: that, that's more The magic mic route Like the The behind
1: the scenes yeah. yeah And And I'm sure we'll see Some dirty filthy men Throwing money at them And being objective mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah, so you know, maybe we'll see all sides of it, or maybe we'll just get very simple, or <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's just flat-out pornography. I don't really
0: know. I, I, I don't <laughs> think the last one. I, I get the sense that you're hoping for a little bit more based on the fact that it is Paul Verhoeven.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that there's just some incredible like social undercurrent. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's been
0: missed. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> it's been missed, all right. <laughs>
0: Uh, well on that note should we jump in and uh, give this movie a watch.
2: Yeah, let's definitely do
0: that. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I'm gonna need to open a beer for this one. Now let's show you girls. That was two hours.
1: Two and a bit
2: and eleven
0: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> of movies? Stuck. There was there was an intention of a film there. It definitely was, which you didn't
1: find out until maybe the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, um, yeah. It took a long, 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 long time for it to give you any real point. <laughs>
0: it took a long time to get there, and it was not
1: worth the journey. It wasn't like it. Its intention, yeah, it was good, but the execution was mediocrity and breasts. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So I guess that'll probably wrap us up with <laughs> yeah, this episode. We have had a rough
1: Season two has got off to a rocky start if you haven't seen that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um, interesting choices of films, I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, firstly, I can see why 12-year-old boys would love that film. Yes, you, you don't pick up on the complete and utter lack of narrative or dramatic drive or even mind that your character is a flat-out psychopath. Yeah, you no. Know. <laughs>
1: You're just happy that she's naked most of the time, I guess.
0: And that there's occasionally explosions (laughs) (laughs) in terms of the stage show. There's a boom every now and then. Yeah, like I I still maintain I would prefer to watch a film that is that stage show. I want to know what the show Goddess is about. Me too, yeah, like that space one. I know, but it's it's all within the same show, so like. True, yeah. what, What is the narrative there?
2: It's fabulous, whatever it would be. Yeah. Um, well, now that I've seen the whole film, I think this time around my dick couldn't be limper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm erect. Why aren't you erect? Oh, uh, that's getting cut out. <laughs> <laughs> just, just play for the ass fine.
0: Yeah. The whole sentence.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's that sums it up. I guess it's. It's, it's, yeah, it's... It's, it's just a, a flaccid film. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Yeah, it, it definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> where, where do we even begin? Well, I guess,
1: like we said, I guess we've got to go... Maybe we'll okay. go through it in, in chronological order. So plot, loose plot. Girl gets hit, is hitchhiking. Yep. Nomi is her pseudonym. Yep. Um, gets picked up by a redneck creep. Yeah. Who leaves her in Vegas and takes a suitcase, and then she does what everyone does when they get lost in Vegas. They just start stripping.
0: She moves in with a lady (laughs) in his car, she starts attacking, and then vomits on. Yes, vomits on, then she buys her a meal, and
1: then she gets angry at her anyway, and then she lives with her, and... She's a dancer, apparently. And then we find out, yeah, that she's stripping because she can dance, and we... It's never... Her character is meant to be a mystery, really, her backstory, but he's never really put to you that you really
0: care much about the mystery of her backstory it, it's the problem of like the the opening scene with her in the car um with the creepy redneck guy like you just even need like a little offhand like uh, why are you going to Vegas like oh I, I'm going to be a star like just
1: some, something something or I'm, I'm going to I need to find myself yeah or I need to find who I am or I'm going to find who I am or some some but like like Tom you said at the very end we finally found out <laughs> Sort of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what
1: <laughs> what she did we find about. out? <laughs> he asked her what she found, what she won in Vegas, and her response was... Me. Yeah. What'd you win? <laughs> Me.
2: Oh. <laughs> mm, great writing. <laughs> As I was she, she was <laughs> floating. Like, she's floating the whole time. Yep, yeah. Uh, and at no point do you ever get a sense of her motivation why she's doing anything in particular. No.
0: And yeah. it, it doesn't even, like... You know, the film tries its best to, like, kind of bookend it with the whole her ending up leaving Vegas, hitchhiking again, and it turns out it's the same guy. Like, oh, ha-ha, great, yeah. bookend. But it's, it doesn't even, like... Her motivation that she says, like she's going what she's going to Vegas for, to win, is what she says initially. Yeah, and then that could f- mean anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> like
2: she says, she also says, like the guy's was... like, "Do you want to gamble?" And she's like, "No, I want to win." It's like, okay, uh-huh. well, what does that mean precisely? And it doesn't even get then slowly exposed to us over the next fifteen, twenty minutes,
0: thirty minutes, 30 an hour. <laughs> That's the problem of like after. After she beats on Molly's car and then vomits on her, we cut to six weeks later, they're living in a trailer together, and she's now dancing at the Cheetah Club. And, like, it's just... What, like, that six weeks would have been interesting character growth. Like, Molly got to know her. Can't we as an audience also yeah. get to know her, maybe? And then, and then she goes
1: to the, um, the Stardust and sees the show and kind of is enamoured by, by Crystal, the, um, the star of the show... And then you go, okay. So this is what she wants to be next, and um, yeah. and then I guess the story is about her wanting to be Crystal, and Crystal just telling her, no, we're just we're also whores. But you know, we're, it's a topless <laughs> show. But
0: yeah, the, the movie seems to be you know, it, it's the the movie sends mixed messages in the sense that you like that scene with Crystal. You get a sense that. Like, Nomi is a... I'm I'm struggling. (laughs) By the way, we're using the language that the film used, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nomi is... You get the sense that she's trying to strive for something better. Like, despite the fact that we have not been shown this at all... No. These few scenes indicate that she wants to, like, consider herself an artist or a dancer or something higher. And Crystal acts as a kind of counterpoint to, like, Mm. bring up the discussion of... What is considered art is like this is is this still whorish and stripping and like you know what where do you draw the line?
3: I didn't like showing off the cheetah. Why not? I liked looking at him there. Everybody liked looking at him there. It made me feel like a hooker. You are a whore, darling. No, I'm not. We all are. We take the cash. We cash the check. We show them what they want to see. Maybe you are a horror crystal, but I'm not. You and me, we're exactly alike.
0: And that, like, leads for interesting discussion. It happens in that, like, one scene. Yep. And then I think the only other time you get something vaguely interesting is when uh, (laughs) the creepy guy, James... Yeah. uh, ...has, like, a nice metaphor for the idea of... Why she should be at the Cheetah Club. Yeah, like, the starter show is... It, it's pretending to be something it's not. You,
3: know, you don't want to be in this kind of show. What you're doing, at least it's honest. They want tits and ass, you give them tits and ass. Here, they pretend they want something else, and you still show them tits and ass.
1: Yeah, it's pretending to be an artistic performance when everyone's just there for the nudity. Which, Whereas if you're at the Cheetah Club, you know everybody's there for the nudity, and that's why you're performing.
2: So There's no false fault, the, uh, pretense.
0: Yes. So is that the giant meta-conversation of the film.
2: Yes.
0: Oh, I, I think that's kind of what it's, tr- it's... It's
1: trying to say a few things, I think. It's, it's got that. It's obviously got a bit about females in show business. Um, mm-hmm. And show business yeah. in general, but obviously from a female perspective and image and all that sort of stuff. And there's comments on surgery, diet, keep your weight, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's got yeah, plenty of commentary on like just show business life in general and how like the powerful are powerful and everyone else like you have to push someone downstairs to get the break you need Um, and then obviously what, what the awful scene at the end with the rock star
0: yeah which is kind of when the film actually got good (laughs) <laughs> like it, in a it, really disturbing because, way because something happened. Something happened. Something with
1: serious substance. And finally, after two hours, but it's the it's the pro- Really emotе and you
0: sit there going, "This is awful." And I think I think why you care in that scene is because it happens to Molly, yeah. who seems to be the only person in the entire film who actually has a grounded sense of who they are and projects that to the audience. <laughs>
2: yeah, I I somewhat disagree. I think it's. Uh, Yes, you're kind of right, but I think that conceptually, by that stage, everyone's, when you're watching the film and you see a woman getting raped and beaten, like, conceptually, you're going to have a massive problem. Yeah. So, I think the film fails uh, on pretty much all levels to ever give you the indication that you should care for these particular people, because they're all dicks. Mm. Molly, okay, I get it. Molly's, like, what the only say. one with any redeeming qualities. So.
0: Although she does, like, the one point where she does turn her back on her morals is when, like, it, it, she essentially is, for, like, I'm oh, using yes. the film, like, you know, I, this, I'm vaguely quoting Behoven because this is not how I would normally try to phrase this. <laughs> She's essentially punished for turning on her morals, and that's what leads to the rape, like, not...
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. So she she originally doesn't deal with Nomi's... Like, she deals with Nomi's pushing
0: Crystal down the stairs, probably in the correct way, like, I, I saw you do it. In basically. the weirdest scene as ever, like, her, her way of portraying, like, I know what you did is acting like she's had three Valium.
1: Yeah, she just flat effect and does nothing.
0: Oh.
1: And then she shows at the party, like, all is forgiven.
0: Yeah, and it's like, oh, can I still meet the Rockstar, man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the Rockstar man and his two goons get to work. Yeah. And she gets punished. She's the only person who gets punished in the whole film.
0: Yeah. No one else <laughs> learns
1: or grows or anything And I, I wonder if that's meant to be a commentary on just how people are. People are greedy and selfish. And Vegas in particular, I guess. Like, if you
0: are a good person, you will be destroyed by yeah, this
1: town. Whether that's the, the point of the film or not, it's not executed well enough for you to walk away going, that was definitely the point.
0: Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> it does not... You don't need two and a quarter hours to make that no. point.
1: Like at times the film sort of comes across as just so like just sort of kind of gritty and rough, mm. but then like you were commenting, the colours are so bright it sort of undoes all of that.
0: Oh, it's kind of it's fun that Tom's here. Uh, listeners probably know that uh, Tom is the co-host uh, of the other podcast I do, the Criterion Quest. Hello. Behoven <laughs> uh, has actually referred to Showgirls as his most Fellini-esque film. Oh, really? <laughs> Praising it for its lush cinematography and colours.
2: Yeah, but ah, man, but
0: (laughs) although that being said, he admitted that it lacked dramatic drive.
2: (laughs) You got that right. The choices made in the lighting uh, and the cinematography, I got to, got to say, they, they, I'm going to put the word shallow to it because if he's trying to express a like a disgusting world of Las Vegas and um, objectifying women and you know men at the top. Then, at no point did, did was that expressed through um, his choice of of um, cinematography or uh, lighting because no. it's always. I mean, it's showgirls. It's, it's fucking like let's look at the tits. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Show me your tits.
0: It, it's lush and colorful and bright and glitz and glamour. Yeah. And if you're trying to be do it, present an indictment on that. You, you don't necessarily yeah, The
2: satire could have come from the story Leave the story as it is, leave the writing as it is Leave the acting as it is Make the satire come from the film technique mm. And shine a spotlight that, So that people watching it can view it through um, a, An audience's eyes That is going like, yes, how f***ing disgusting Is this? The film's in on this All these people are gross But the film, through its lighting Through the way that it's everything's shot It's saying how f***ing disgusting is all this crap
0: I don't I, I'm a big fan of Paul Verhoeven, but I don't think subtlety is his way of getting across satire.
1: No, the only ones I've seen are RoboCop and, and Starship Troopers, and the subtlety the two of those is, the two a, is like satire. a sledgehammer. And like, but it works. It works beautifully because the messages in Starship Troopers, those like advertisements on TV and things like that, mm. where they're just trying to stir up hatred towards aliens, like
2: they killed my dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's all in the writing. like my Yeah, point, you know? and,
1: but it's done in, like, those like, real, like... And even, um, I'd buy that for a dollar and things like that. Like, yeah. all the Robocop, like, the delivery, it's more in, like, just this, yeah, ridiculous writing. Um, so it's, It wasn't in his cinematography so much. Mm. So I don't know whether he has that. So that, that's what I mean. Yeah, if you're trying does he to have that out, like weapon
0: in his arsenal? Yeah, he doesn't so, necessarily have... Because I agree, if he pulled that off, that would have helped. That being said, mm. he has made some amazing, amazing films. Like uh, his most recent one, L, from a couple of years ago, amazing. He made a, it's about rape, although it's a bizarre black comedy that shifts the focus from you know a rape victim and then ends up being like an empowering, like shifting the focus. Like it's it's a hard one to explain yeah. without spoiling Probably about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, but the, he managed to make a rape comedy essentially. <laughs> and then <laughs> and make it well really yeah, actually, like to the point it, yeah. that you know got nominated for Academy Awards and stuff like yeah he, yeah, he can make great f- films but I don't know if that was necessarily what he was doing at this time because this was coming right after Basic Instinct ah yeah which is a serviceable thriller yeah it's not great <laughs> but it, it's serviceable I thought like, the, like that, that first
1: dance scene where she does her first proper dance at the Stardust and she goes in with almost zero rehearsal, doesn't even know her cues. But once they actually had the moment, you know, where they start off clothed and then they have that, like, stripped-down naked scene. And the, the way the camera followed, actually followed her through the dance, was actually quite good. You kind of got to see her grow into the dance, I thought.
0: Mm. That, and that's where I get a sense he felt Fellini-esque, in the yeah, sense of and being think, able to yeah. actually capture movement and dance and spectacle. Yeah, because so many of the other dance one,
1: set, shots, obviously, were... were the whole thing or they had like a focus on um, Crystal the, the lead and stuff like this but this actually followed um, Nomi through the through the naked gold people and the <laughs> volcanoes and things like that Ooh. and it actually sort of captured her sort of in amongst her first dance I was like oh that was actually pretty well done a bit diff- it just felt very different to the rest of the film which wasn't shot badly but it just nothing, nothing really yeah that didn't capture you in a dark kind of way like I don't know. I guess maybe he chose to have the, the same sort of color palette for the cheetah and the stardust because the point is that that they are the same. Mm. Maybe, yeah. or he just had bright lights.
0: I, I yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I, I enjoy the Cheetah Club because a it's Robert Darby who is fantastic. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> um, but I think the blood, like going back to that speech that James gave, like it's it, they're so clear those characters. Um, Robert Darby and Honking Lady. <laughs> um, they're so clear in their intentions of like who they are, the world they live in. They know who they are. Yeah. Yep. And they're not trying to hide that, and that makes for interesting characters. Yeah.
3: Must be weird not having anybody come on you.
0: Nomi, it turns out, is someone who is hiding, but it's never revealed. Like, you never even get the sense as an audience member that. She's hiding something. <laughs> the closest thing you've got to her is when she
1: sneaks out and has a hamburger. Like Tommy, you're pointing at. Like that's yeah. her. Like that's her...
2: her. That is the
1: connection to her. That her old, yeah. her old ways. Her fast food ways. Like she doesn't eat like a dancer. Mm.
2: But it's almost done so
1: subtly you don't even notice. And things like that. You know, she's rough. She has a. She has a switchblade.
2: Like well, mm. it's. Imp- I think it's like implied. You have to imply that she has a dark past. Yep. And that's all you get. And that's, uh, Which and that's is c- kind that's, of an interesting concept. It's fine, but it doesn't really work because no. the, the drama that should come from a character comes only when that is revealed. The last 10 minutes is actually not bad it's drama. It's actually pretty
1: good. Yeah, finally like, oh, this film has a half-decent purpose. Yeah,
2: but it's like the last 10 minutes when her character's revealed. <sighs> yeah. So wouldn't you want to do... Well, drip maybe not, it or something, yeah. But you don't need to keep that a secret from the audience. Uh, keep it a secret from everybody else in... Um, uh, in the dance world yeah but not so much the the audience um but it is interesting that uh all of you said the uh scarface what's his name robert darby, robert darby. <laughs> yeah yeah, robert darby so he's kind of like a um painted as a kind of good guy in the end mm. with the lady that has her like knockers out all the time yep um the big lady uh and those guys are uh, they're good because they know themselves. They're true to yep. themselves. Um, for that reason, I kind of like Gina um, Gershon's character mm. because of the whole the whole time throughout the whole film, she knows precisely who she is. Yeah. Um, she is. She's playing a game with Nomi, in that she wants to. Potentially, I mean, she's almost like in love with her. Maybe yeah, she
1: is. I mean, um, that's why she wanted to kiss goodbye. There's, there, yeah, there's the kiss there was goodbye. Was hinted at multiple
2: times. Is
0: it that she's in love with her, or that she sees that her youngest self? describing oh, yeah, herself.
2: Be. Yeah, that's right. I think it's that. Yeah, it's probably yeah. more that. So, but but she she is fully aware of of where she sits yep. in the greater scheme of things. And she tells Nomi it to her face <sighs> multiple times. And yeah. to Nomi, it's more of a personal attack because of her past. It's almost like a really complex way of saying like. I'm you, you are me, I'm yep. you in ten years. Yep. Watch me. Mm. Um because you know you can learn from me if you want, even though I am a kind of crazy bitch.
0: Yeah. It's it's almost like it's it's trying to be too many films at once. Like yeah. if it was if it did go that kind of route with Gina Gershon being like, I am trying to impart wisdom, I'm doing it in a harsh way though, like that kind of rough um kind of understudy, I guess relationship but it's trying to more go for the all about Eve story
2: yeah yeah well (laughs) at at the time when she's treating Nomi as a as a um uh treating her her, her herfully um she is still trying to hang on to what she has and so naturally she'll be torn slightly between I I know I'm at the end of my reign as a dancer yep but I'm still desperately desperately hanging on so I don't want you to take over but at the same time, I understand that I'm moving on and I kind of want to impart some knowledge. So she does it in this odd way of attacking her. Um,
0: is that her way of kind of helping toughen her up for what is ahead of her?
2: We, we're discussing this like no one else has ever discussed this. <laughs> like this. <I> know, but <laughs> Surely this conversation hasn't been had before. Yeah, <laughs> but um, You've got to admit, like, there, there are some characters in the film that are quite interesting if you you spend the time yes. to really think about it but I totally you don't get want because the film is presented in such a way that it's like you have to dig oh sorry <laughs> you have to dig and dig and dig it's
0: it's <laughs> like it's the problem of like what you said like this is all like super interesting character development stuff which I'm sure they were intending it's just how's like, it them, like them learning that they have a connection is over the fact that they ate doggy chow
3: doggy chow oh,
0: I used to love doggy chow <laughs>
3: I used
1: to love Doggy Chow too. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's like that. She takes her out for lunch. It's that's how
0: the film's trying to. And
2: she tells a secret. <laughs> I used to eat Doggy Chow. Yeah, and they're blonde. And then she's like, Oh my god. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> Doggy Chow's the best. That,
0: that's, that's how they realise they're the same? Is that, is that? What are you doing,
1: Phil? Is that meant to be kind of saying they were both poor once?
0: Yeah, that, that's what I take Or they
1: both. That. Did a lot of drugs in my night and thought dog food's <laughs> pretty good. Like I'm assuming now that got know, now the full story is unfolded. I'm super came. hungry, but I'm also <laughs> super
0: high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make do with what I got. Wouldn't that be funny? No, no, that's okay. not so right. Like
2: they <laughs> are connecting because they both come from from a poor but background. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: street worker background or something like that. And you, you only really can put that together <laughs> once you get to the very end of the film and think backwards. Mm. You, you never actually gather that. Crystal,
0: that kind of person. So we need to do a memento cut of Girls.
2: Oh my gosh. There needs to be a remake. Somebody, a director that can actually tackle this subject matter (laughs) needs to tackle this because there's probably, there's like actually some good
0: stuff here. I think that's the thing. There actually is a a strong intention. Well, what's insane is actually like a bunch of really famous and influential filmmakers uh, have praised this film and like, for its base shock thing. But actually, if you dig deeper, there's interesting character stuff. Like, Tarantino is a huge fan of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But the weird one I found was Jim Jarmusch is apparently (laughs) a (laughs) huge fan of Showgirls. Okay. So, like, one of the Uh, godfathers of
1: American independent uh, cinema is... So what what you're saying is we need to watch this, like, three or four more times? (laughs) I don't think I can.
0: (laughs) I couldn't watch it one more time. It's... I think, like... It's just not just, directed. No, exactly. It's the not executed well. Is not, well. Prop, is not uh, or, or the is proper
1: the choice performances? for performances. And they, yeah. So we could go to that now.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Because um, I like I think of Behoven's trying his best with what, what's there on the page, which is, I'm sure Joe Estehaus did not intend all of these he, like, I think he wrote a base level script <laughs> <laughs> but then it ended up in Paul Verhoeven's hands yeah and yeah. he's just like well I guess I'll try and make something out of yeah. this and try and inject something and then they just unfortunately cast like fresh off of Saved by the Bell Elizabeth Berkeley.
1: who was happy to get naked and terrible
0: at acting Although I feel really bad, apparently, like this really, really hurt her career. Of course, like, it would have When the film came out, she was dropped by her agent. Of and, course, like, yeah. She spent
1: the whole film naked and having
0: weird sex in the pool. That's fine, though. There's no problem with that. Like, it's gonna. It
2: because it was panned.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and
2: that, I, I don't think that the nudity. itself is not that
0: bad. The nudity <laughs> is no problem. No, but it's like, the
1: shock value of that film already. It's already gonna get viewed by such a massive
0: part of the populace as just unnecessary. Mm. But. Not, no, it was a hard film to see actually because you got the NC NC seventeen, yeah. it, and it, that was the point. Like it went for an NC seventeen, and still to this day, it is the white, highest grossing NC seventeen film. Oh really? And the widest release. It got a legit proper no oh, okay nationwide release, and that never happened before or since with an NC seventeen film. Okay, yeah. but
2: it's primal like yeah the people
0: yeah. went to see it, because and, it and it was Rumble also a dying studio trying for shock value I guess yeah. but I think why she got like copped it so bad for this film like the nudity yeah. and sex aside it is her performance it is it's bad bafflingly bad like elements are sort of like
1: it, towards the end it almost looks like okay. towards the end of filming she f- found out her character but like early on when she's like throwing herself against cars in just pure fury <laughs>
0: We we kept a t- we kept a couple of tallies throughout the movie. Yeah, we did. And like one of them was like how often she just flies off the handle for no apparent reason. <laughs> There's a bunch of scenes where she gets aggressive yeah, at people, and it's actually warranted.
1: Yep, and those are fine. Like she at the end, you know, when she goes and goes and ha- beats up beats uh, up the the, the musician. Rock and roll style. Oh,
0: that's more than warranted. Like
1: that's yeah, you know, that's that's you know that's standing I mean, up I, for a friend. Yeah, like it's pretty brutal, but standing up for a friend, hmm. it has a purpose. But yes, early on, when people treat her even, like, in a way that she doesn't quite agree with, she doesn't just, like, talk back. She f- <laughs>
0: just flips out, like, throws chips in the air and <laughs> beats up other people's cars. It is it is crazy, Her before, yeah. the choices. It's it's almost like a Nick Cage level of genius. Yeah, yes. Like. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. But,
0: not, but not at all.
2: <laughs> but she, he he but can at
1: least make a career out
2: of it. Well, he well, she never did a, leave, a leaving Las Vegas, so she can't get away. With, <laughs> no, she's got a few free passes. Get, get the tally. Let's ha, let's All have right. a look at tally. Uh,
0: the the other ones we had. So her flying off the handle, we had a, a count of nine <laughs> times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, knocking back people who just are trying to be nice and help her. That happens our uh, four times. Mm-hmm. Uh, her being solicited for sex is uh, that um, I expected more only seven times for that
2: because we, we decided it's very heavy to, in the start yeah yes.
0: it's heavy in the start and then we decided to sort of
1: discount the ones where she was kind of on the job anyway <laughs> um, but yeah like unwarranted ones early on just by people walking down the, in the casino and things like
2: that you lose all your money honey you want to make some more it won't take
3: any longer than
2: 15 minutes. Well, the knocking back the help one is is interesting because she she does that four times, uh, which is a lot of times to knock back people that are genuinely trying to reach out. Yep. to a person that's come out of nowhere entering Las Vegas. So it's like,
0: is is that because it's it's the problem? Like Eric said, like we have to watch this film backwards. If you understand that she is com- coming from a world where she is on her own, living on the streets and things, un- unaccustomed to actually people being nice and helping her, that behaviour kind of makes sense. Yeah. But we find that out with three minutes left yes. in a two-hour, 15-minute film. If, if you knew at the very
1: start her backstory and everything, that would make sense. you go, yeah, exactly. You know her defensiveness, you know why she doesn't trust people, you know why she gets so upset because it's been her in the road... Since, mm. I, I got a
2: question for you. Mm. That'd be a good one. Uh, so there's a sequence when she's getting asked how, like, what, her family. What's the her family situation? Is there anyone? Yeah, she's signing up to to to, you know, the, to hotels, the hotel payroll or something. Yeah, yeah. And the lady asks, you know, like, any family members? And she goes, Oh no, no, none. Did you think that they were dead? Or that she had just disowned them.
1: I thought probably disowned yeah. or run away from something. So did I.
2: And right? then, but then it's <laughs> revealed that actually uh, the dad, her dad, had killed her mum and then shot himself. Yep. So murder suicide.
3: Polly and Costello. Your father killed your mother, then killed himself. He ran away from a foster home in Oakland, December nineteen ninety. Arrests Denver soliciting. And Cheyenne, soliciting. Cheyenne, soliciting. Shall I read you the rest of them? Possession of crack cocaine. Assault with a deadly weapon. I did what I had to do. Just like you did with Crystal.
2: Wouldn't it be really important to not have the audience say like you, you just f- ran away. Damn it, you just ran away. As opposed to feeling for her, saying like, oh my gosh, this woman. Ran away because there was a murder-suicide in her family. And that's she, she was in foster homes. Yes. and Like, yeah. Yeah. Just that's some serious. Like, I mean, that you need <laughs> that kind of yeah,
1: story because yeah. you do get left feeling very empty about it. And she's a f- pure mystery woman to the point where you don't even care about her mystery. Yes. It, You're like, oh, I guess we're just not meant to know because she knocks back help four times. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. And it's that's the major problem with the film is once all of this information comes out, like post Molly's. Rape, um, when Carl McLaughlin has his one good scene where he kind of confronts her, like saying he knows her name's Polly and yeah. has her whole history, you're like, okay, cool. The movie's getting going now. What are we at? Oh, two hours in. Oh. <laughs> We're almost <laughs> done.
2: <laughs> that scene was really compelling.
0: It, it, was. Yeah, it, it, became, it became a movie all of a sudden. Carl <laughs> McLaughlin finally had something to work with oh, and he went for it. God, like it's I love. I wish I I knew it was coming, and I knew you'd have the reaction. I I regret not like taking a photo when Carl McLaughlin first emerges <laughs> at the like Cheetah Strip Club. Eric had the look of like, oh God, no, Agent Cooper, no, <laughs> <laughs> run
1: away. This isn't Twin Peaks. Yeah, they're not friendly here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it, it's kind of hard to like, yeah, watch him in this film. Like he's
1: getting given very little to work with for at least the first hour to the point where I didn't even know what his role was with the company I just thought he was just like
0: some like creep he loves cocaine and parting his hair yeah and
1: yeah getting lap dances and then having to clean up
0: later what is he? pimp? only people I know got pimp cars are
3: pimps he's the entertainment director
0: really recently he did a uh, interview with GQ where they kind of went through like the major films in his like roles in his career and he had he had a bunch to say about uh, Sugar Girls, which was pretty entertaining. <laughs> and, and then you remember? Uh, yeah, like the, him retelling the story of sitting in the premiere and watching him, just been like, he hadn't seen it yet, and he was like, all right, let's do this. Okay, wow. That scene was pretty terrible. <laughs> Oh, that scene's also pretty... Oh, oh God. Oh, God. And he said, like, the sinking feeling of it. It's, this has turned out to be a flop. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, I don't think I can talk about this film and do press because it's I can't lie. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so... I'll, I'll drop in
3: some audio here, yeah. it's,
0: it's pretty entertaining.
3: Showgirls, oh gosh, the best intentions. That was one where it was an opportunity, Showgirls was an opportunity, believe it or not, I thought of it as an opportunity, to, to like play like a kind of a baddie, you know, kind of a villain. I was a huge fan of Verhoeven from his early movies, Robocop, uh, basic Instinct. So I'm like, I'm excited to work with this guy. This is gonna be amazing. This is gonna be a really intense, hard-hitting film. And so, cut two years later, or not years later, but months later, I go to my first screening and I watch this movie and I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. I said, oh my God. But you know you have this this hope? Like, you watch the first scene and you're like, all right, all right, now it's not so good, but it's gotta get better. And I watched the second one was like, hmm, not getting any better. Okay, and I watched the whole thing and I said, I don't know what to say about this movie. I don't think I can talk about this movie. And, uh, now, of course, the movie's got this great life, um, you know, lives on in uh, in infamy, I guess, and uh, it's sort of a crowd pleaser. But at the time, it was it was it was a pretty big embarrassment. Uh, you know, it's just like all right, got to go forward from here. But I think my career definitely took a hit on that one. Oh dear. But I just feel bad for him. Yeah.
2: Well, he's he's riding off the like he's expecting. Paul Verhoeven to pull yes, out some Paul Verhoeven film that's
0: what he why he signed up because he you know the guy that made Robocop and Basic Instinct which was like a really interesting thriller like cool let's do this
3: and then it's this <laughs> I like a lot of different champagnes but I always stick with champagne but, yeah. they, but
2: he would have read the script as well and gone I mean I'm sure he would have drawn some kind of conclusion they like going oh there's this,
0: this, I,
1: I think, like we said... Like, is it just the putting genre, all their money on
2: Verhoeven to actually pull something out?
1: I think, I think like, the intention of the script is probably pretty strong, and Verhoeven's gone for it with almost too many angles and just left a few things dangling, and it's just lost... Like we said, you, you don't even really know why you're following this girl for a proportion of the film. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one, like, too, because we were, we were trying to figure out the purpose of this film, and one of it was... Like, is it just a deep study into just how people are selfish? Like, James, like there are no good characters. Molly is the closest thing you've got to a good character. She's generally pretty good. The one time she folds, she gets punished, as Verhoeven says. Mm. Um, James is a terrible person. Yes. Yes. The friend, like, or guy, I don't know. Like,
0: I don't, I don't even know what he's meant to be. Yeah, he... And ultimately, he serves no he doesn't real really
1: have a role
0: purpose in the film. Because he
1: seems interested in her as a person, tries to talk her out of like following that life, then just tries to hook up with her, then admits his sex addiction.
2: I got something. You, please.
1: I don't have much brain more brain. to say than that. <laughs> <laughs> then gets another girl pregnant, probably steals his
2: grandma's ring. I and think he's supposed to express the lower echelon of what these... Yeah up like the the upper um, tier of the the uh, what is it? The star stardust stardust hotel is. So he, so he, I think the film is basically it's missed its mark, but it is trying to make a commentary on these this male mentality of objectifying women all yep. the way. It goes it goes Starts right from the, the bottom. bottom all the way to the top. Doesn't mm-hmm. change no matter where you sit. Yeah. So. I mean it's the, the film it could be it could have been really good if it's just it's it's trying to be that epic
1: yes yeah, it's, it's trying commentary to be epic, on yeah.
2: on like the male psyche and like as at whole within society and, the, and stuff but it's just missed the mark it couldn't express itself
1: no and it tries to comment on like the entertainment industry in general mm-hmm. um yeah it could have been good.
0: I think it could have been. Mm. Do you want to know Verhoeven's intentions? Please. Oh, yeah, I do so, now. <laughs> apparently, he intended it to be an over-the-top morality tale populated with only amoral characters, with the exception of Molly. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, which is, like, okay. Okay, I got that yeah. part. Yeah. Uh, with Las Vegas as a metaphor for hypocrisy and extortion. Okay, okay, we were
1: wondering about Vegas being the destination for that
0: kind of reason. Yeah, That that's apparently it. But, like, he... he claims that the satirical intentions were not picked up by critics and that's why it didn't because
2: uh, do you know like that's fine and i believe that he tried to do that but i still think that he made like a smarty film
0: Is, is it the problem of he's either laying he's not doing the sat like the satire subtle it's either too subtle Or it's so over the top that it's just gone all the way around to becoming (laughs) just a bad film again. Well, I mean, something
1: I didn't mind in in a way, like in terms of there is so much nudity in the film after 10 minutes, you couldn't care less. Yes. Like it just desensitises... Which is actually kind of genius. You could have like, if it was differently shot and the dancers in particular, maybe if only the lead, if Crystal was the only topless one or something like that, um, then that would make those moments a bit more focal. But as a result, like... Everything possible is naked from the strip clubs to just her
0: getting like. And it walking never around glorifies the, of the, the nudity as no. well. Like when she's on stage stripping, it's not shot to look sexy. No, it's, it's not. not. Well, I think that it is. Really? Yeah. I get the like gross feeling from it. Like the orange neons and stuff. Like it's just. Okay, yeah. Let me just
2: think for a second because. Like, I'm talking when the cheetah club. Yeah. Young me is, like, fighting like me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Is it sexy? No, it definitely wasn't sexy this time around. No. No, like, there's just so much of it, you just, like... You kept saying,
0: Eric, that this is probably the grossest film you've ever
3: seen. it's (laughs) right. It's it's, it's up
0: there. Yeah, it's definitely
1: up there. Like, and I think it it does it well. It It has just so much nudity backstage, on stage, no matter where you are. And I think that's done 100% intentionally just to desensitize you, to just put it out there and go, this is the show every single night. People pay to come and see these dancers, whether it be in the Cheetah Club or in the Stardust Hotel. Mm. Um, and they're getting the same thing. Mm. Just can't get private dances in the Stardust.
0: But instead, the film chooses to focus on a character study of a character where we know no information about her and are given no information yeah. about her whatsoever. Yeah. So you just kind of lost. Yep. Yeah. 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 Who's was very poorly acted.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. I'm, um, I'm just going to...
2: But who else would do that role? Like, it's a pretty, pretty crazy role to do. Yeah, that's, like, to sign up for that you level I mean? of... like yeah. that's Like, the film's about gambling or not gambling, and that's a gamble. <laughs> yeah. like Yeah, and, like, she, she, she gambled. She gave 100%. Role,
1: and she um, lost. Just, she lost, unfortunately, because she, she didn't... Well, at the end of the day, she had some other people around her who acted, like, Jane Gershon was pretty good. Yeah. She was really good. Yeah, like, and when McLaughlin had a chance, he was fine.
0: When he was given something that was actually yeah. a film,
1: like, to work with. Otherwise, everyone was pretty mediocre, but I guess Molly was okay. But, um, yeah, what's if oh, I keep forgetting a name, lead, lead actress.
0: Elizabeth Berkeley.
1: Yeah, like, she just, like, particularly for that first half of the film, which is... If you get that wrong, it's very hard to get someone back on your side as a viewer. Mm. And she got it. She was bad.
0: From the first scene, you're like, I don't like you. I don't like I you as a saying.
1: person or as your performance. And mm. then, like, we, we kept laughing that, like... I can sig- see your acting. Yeah. And her signature move was just flailing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Whether she was dancing, throwing up, gambling and catching coins of hands, or having sex in a pool, she was flailing. Mm. <laughs> and I, I think the dancing, obviously, like... James was commenting earlier about about how she's a good dancer, but how she just needed to like chill out almost with her moves. Stop mm. like stop being so energetic. And I think that was part of the flail. You bring it back onto stage, and by the end, she's not flailing so much. Ooh, Journey, but it was so subtle you almost <laughs> didn't notice it. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: I think they they I suspect that they picked her because of the dancing. Like it's yeah for the character, a person that's enthusiastic and uh, mm. ambitious. Are, are you it's saying the perfect her kind of dance to do? Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like she, she is flailing and she's over the top. Yep. But that's what you would expect out of a person that's really trying to push their way to the top.
1: Oh, I meant in the club, actually. Remember the nightclub they go to, and they have that she's just dancing like oh. nobody would dance. So I oh, meant the, that one.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just have a feeling the producers just watched the one episode of Saved by the Bell where she gets addicted to, to pills. <laughs>
3: pills? You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them, Jesse. Give me those. I need them, back I have to. Just you can't sing tonight. You yes, I can! I'm so excited! I'm so excited!
0: I just brought that up so I could play that clip.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the early riff. I love that episode. I, I was a big saved by the bell kid. Oh really? <laughs> yeah Yeah, yeah I was actually. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this this movie was great seeing uh, Jesse Spano kind of go out to Vegas, <laughs> That's where her character ended up, I, I feel. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I
2: never watched that live action stuff. I it was always about the cartoons. Yeah, it, it's not
0: good and does not hold up at all. <laughs> but it just was. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't handle that live action either. Yeah. You're
2: just a glutton for
0: TV. I used to be. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm a glutton for film. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I don't know. Was there anything else that we, we've missed? Or, like, I mean, we're never going to crack this. No, no.
1: The only random thought I had was should the movie have been called
0: Showgirl? Silly a little random thought. No, and this no, comes down because I think Tom's onto something with it being about the duality or with Gina Gershon's character. As yeah,
2: well. Like okay, because that's it. It's still a fair point. Yeah, I was because just... I think the, the 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 fact that you say let's call it showgirl, mm. I think the film was trying to get to the the point of this this these two women yeah. bonding, yeah, over dog chow and whatnot, <laughs> 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 but it, it just didn't hit the mark. No. So you got to call it showgirl. It <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wants to be called showgirls. <laughs> they got it wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm not mm. totally crazy. No, I, I I'm with you. Sweet.
0: Mm. I don't. know. Do you guys want to hear some alternate casting? Yes. Yeah. All right. So apparently, Pamela. This is who was uh,
2: Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: these are people who auditioned for the role of Nomi. Yeah. Yeah, Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Shoot. Angelina Jolie. Oh, yeah. oh uh, yeah. Vanessa Marcel, uh, Denise Richards, and Charlize Theron. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. I think heaven's Charlize. Theron didn't <laughs> jump on this <laughs> one.
1: Academy Award oh,
2: winner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Could have um, shot that down.
0: Apparently, Denise Richards has a good audition, which is why uh, Verhoeven, two years later, cast her in Sh- Starship Troopers. Oh, yeah. is that why? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jenny McCarthy apparently auditioned for the lead, uh, <laughs> 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 but she couldn't dance. Oh, <laughs> She can't do a lot of things No Pamela Anderson could dance I guess (laughs) Haven't you seen Barb Wire? No Oh that's
2: (laughs) 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 What's going on The list
0: Uh, Apparently in 2006 uh, Jennifer Lopez told the Hollywood Reporter That the worst audition in her career Occurred for a role in this film Oh. Yeah and then uh, For the role of Crystal Connors You had uh, Sharon Stone uh, Mm -hmm. Which makes sense because they just all made Basic Instinct together Yep. Sean Young um, Einhorn from Ace Ventura. Oh, awesome! And oh, uh, he, he's great. <laughs> 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 or Blade Runner is probably the better choice to go with. Uh, Daryl Hannah as well. Yeah. Um, uh, they allegedly turned down because it was too sexist. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the filmmakers really pushed for their initial first two choices for the role of Crystal Connors was Madonna. Yeah, Which would have actually added interesting. an interesting <laughs> yeah. kind of like meta element to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and for the role of Nomi, Drew Barrymore. Oh, she was pretty off the
1: chain at that stage, wasn't she? Kind of? Or just about this to go off the about, chain?
0: No, this is her kind of course correcting and getting uh, back. Correcting
1: by that stage, yeah.
0: But that's... Um, obviously, that didn't work out. But that's why when Nomi gets the job at the Goddess show, they take down like the mirror she takes it. they take down the place card name saying Drew oh is that why yeah (laughs) alright that's really clever yeah and apparently the only other person who was offered the uh, Zach Carey I guess that was Colin McLaughlin's character's name uh, Dylan McDermott who dat you know Dermot Mulroney same guy (laughs) (laughs) no and no
3: (laughs) Hello and welcome to America's most difficult game show. We show contestants a picture, and they have to tell us who it is. That's right. It's time for. Dylan serving serving for All right. Just <laughs> yes, a reminder to you at home: no one has ever won this game.
2: One of them. <laughs> I, I can't
3: describe.
2: I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've got no idea what you're. Talking I'm about. glad we got Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: Well, um, I, I guess what, what I can say is um, Eric, as an adult, yes, um, could say that um, really don't go out of your way to watch this film. Anybody? Um, it, it tries. It, yeah. it, it misses. It misses, and I think like we like we said, like it, it really, you're not
0: even thinking like for a what the hell like get together like we did with a few It's Too mates. long. Yeah. It That's really my. Is. If Okay.
1: No, it's worth an, it yeah. if you're if you've got a spare two hours and fifteen minutes, and you can wait till the two hour mark to get excited about the film. Mm. Um, it's just if it was ninety minutes, <coughs> it might be a bit different, I guess. Uh, it tries to be epic and it misses the mark. Um, if
2: you're looking to remake a film, watch it because yeah, I want it to I be think remade. Right. Actually, I think you,
1: could, you could turn it into something. I mean, I guess been enough. A, a lot
0: of damage. I'd like around. to see it done as a period piece when Vegas first, like a Godfather <laughs> yes. Two era, yeah, like yeah, when Vegas first became a. That's a That'd be very different. Yeah. Um, like, when when like Vegas that. first started becoming real sleazy, like that kind yeah. of that'd be interesting. But um but yeah, Eric as a
1: as a kid, the bright age, I'm sure he would have enjoyed watching it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Precisely. Um but not because it's a good film. No. Yeah. That's all I have to say
0: about <laughs> that. <laughs> um So the film had a production budget of forty-five million and went on to gross. What what do you guys reckon? Okay, I you had to guess. How much do you think this movie like box made? Box office alone? Yep. Oh, this is like worldwide box office as well. Sixty. Sixty off a of forty-five budget? Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to
2: go one hundred thirty. One
0: hundred and thirty. Only because you've said it. It's
1: it flopped, but um. Thirty-seven.
0: 37. Oh, oh damn. I was way
3: off. Oh, oh, I you. thought
0: it was her. So, like did alright. Nope. It didn't. Uh, it. It well. was the fifty-second highest-grossing <laughs>
3: film of nineteen ninety-five. <2025. laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, Toy Story was number one with 373 million. Oh, that's a good movie. See? <laughs> Have you seen that, Eric? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that one. Good, wholesome film, that yeah. one. Yeah. Much better. More tightly
1: written. Mm. Funny when it's meant to be funny. know. Oh,
0: this film has right? better dance numbers. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, the film was nominated for 13 Razzies. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that a record? Is that, is <laughs> yes, that, it is. It is tied is for the most nominations. <laughs> uh, it won six, including <laughs> Worst Picture, Worst Actress, Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star. So Elizabeth Berkeley took over oh, two awards. No. Uh, <laughs> worst on Screen Couple, and the, the winners were for any combination of two people or body parts. Uh, worst original song for Walk into the Wind, which is. At some stage in the film? And it sounds like this? I
3: don't know, I yeah, guess somewhere?
0: That's that's yep. Uh, and Worst Director. Paul Verhoeven actually turned up to accept the award.
2: Good on him.
1: I
0: love it when they do that.
2: He's taking responsibility.
0: Yeah, take
1: take one for the team Mm. and own it. Thank you very much.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The worst thing happened to me today. I got seven of the worst awards. And I'm very happy because it was much better, much more fun than reading the reviews in September. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) He was the uh, first person to do that, I believe. Actually go and accept the Razzie and uh-huh. acknowledge that this film... Wasn't great. No. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, all right, well done, buddy. Yeah, It'd be hard to do that. Yeah. Because you'd you'd know it was bad. I just, like... It, wasn't, it
1: didn't come out the way you, you wanted it to.
0: So can we have an apology for Hollow Man?
2: Was that I, him? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yes. I didn't know that was him. Did he yeah. do Hollow Man? Yeah. <laughs> I actually really liked that as a kid. <laughs> I, I didn't. Let's oh, you stop. saw that? I did see that one. That's weird that you would see that. <laughs> Not Showgirls. <laughs> I think I saw it later.
0: <laughs> well, now you've completed the uh, modern Paul Behoven oeuvre. <laughs> <laughs> now I still got Basic Instinct to go. Oh, okay. So you remember you that? That. I don't there. think that's on the list. We'll it's on it. there
1: somewhere. Yeah. All right. <laughs> still, but, um, still got some back catalogue to catch up with hmm. Captain Paul. <laughs> but I guess like
0: I'm out I got nothing more to say on this yeah no I think I think we've done pretty well to be I honest. think we've tackled this film harder than anyone has ever <laughs> tackled or tried to discuss yeah, or should have <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the more important thing uh, well I guess it's about that time for you to uh, pick another film out of the hat
1: yep okay so our film for next week will be The Sandlot Kids woo yeah so I know nothing about this yep at all
0: so <laughs> you told me it's a kids film. Oh yeah, this is a this is a classic classic nineties kind of kids film that like uh, this is one like Home Alone I can kind of get because that was like younger we were kind of on yeah. the younger side when that came out. This is like we were prime age, so I'm kind um, of okay. intrigued. It. But this is quite an American movie as well. True, but that being said, like it was big worldwide. Like every like uh, everyone of our age kind That's of true. seems to know it. I saw it <laughs> nice did you like it it was alright
1: cool alright yep,
0: yep. <laughs> in, in that case words to get excited by yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah I guess that'll probably wrap us up for this uh, this week's episode uh, if you think we've uh, done okay with our showcase <laughs> analysis or we have any uh, thoughts on uh, films we should add into the hat or anything you can send us an email at haven't seen at gmail.com uh, all one word uh, no apostrophe or anything Um, but yeah, otherwise we'll see you in a fortnight's time for the Soundlock Kids. For this week's episode, I'm Chris. I'm Eric. I'm Tom. Thanks for joining us, Tommy. We'll catch you next time. Please rewind this cassette before returning it to your video library.